Hello, and welcome to episode 59 of The Podding Shed. Three wheels on my wagon, I'm still rolling along. The Cherokees are chasing me, arrows fly right on by, but I'm singing a happy song. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Excellent. Right. Um, a fine, a fine way to start. Well, uh, since we last committed our thoughts and ramblings to digital digital storage, Chelsea found it themselves to go from the sublime to the ridiculous, and then back to somewhere in the middle. With one trip to Wembley Butch and the possi- possibility of another blown in spectacular fashion, Mourinho's men held firm against a relatively unambitious Manchester City side on Saturday and kept the gap at the top of the table to a healthy five points. Super Frank got a nice round of applause, but did precisely chuffle on the pitch, which suited everybody just fine. Else- <laughs> elsewhere in our world, the FA top this year's Christmas party fund by fining Jose £25,000 for suggesting the media were conspiring against Chelsea. Shortly before banning Diego Costa for three games after he stood on a scouser, and a lot of people in the media shouted, ban this disgraceful monster, in a loud and unified voice, before laughing off accusations of a, conspira- of a conspiracy. Joining me, Dare Kaiser, or Johnny as I'm otherwise known, to ponder the last few weeks in Chelsea terms, are Dr Blue Bayou, who is Donald. Good evening. Garosa Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. And so Contrary, who is Mark. Hello there. Gents, thanks as always for joining us. Um, we'll start off with Manchester City. Um, the top of the table clash and apparently the biggest audience, worldwide audience for a premiership game ever and shown in 175 different countries to X hundred million people, um, most of whom probably would have been terribly chuffed by the end of it because it wasn't, it wasn't a terribly good game. Um, relatively cautious with a few real chances to speak of. Um, Remy put us ahead after 40 minutes, only for us to concede a few minutes later, just before half-time after a bit of a, a flap from Courtois gifted um, David Silver a tap-in. Um, we contained them reasonably well after the break. We didn't create a huge amount more, um, given that it was a game that City ultimately needed to win far more than we did. Um, a draw suited us fine, and um, over the two games in the, in the home and away fixtures against them, um, nothing nothing conceded either way, really. Um, so what that will mean at the end of the season, we can only guess. Um, Tone, you were there. <coughs> I was indeed. Your thoughts? I thought it was. Uh, I, I I didn't know what my thoughts were as I left the ground. I was uh, I was sort of um, doing a bit of a stand laurel and sort of twirls on the top of me and a bit confused about everything. Um, by the time I got back to the car, I started to work on the fact that that was deliberate second half anyway. Um, and then by the time I got home and watched the um, the highlights as they were in almost entirely the first half with about thirty seconds on match of the day of the second half. Um, and I had the game recorded, and I thought, you know what, life's too short to sit through that second <laughs> half yeah, again. Um, but I, I, having uh, chatted on the way home with the people in the car, and then to, like, on Sunday with a few people, and then at work today, um, I am now convinced that that second half was absolutely 100% a Mourinho masterclass in how not to lose. Mm. Um, uh, when you think about it, uh, I think there was some pathetic statistic you know let's try and make a story out of it um i I had wanted and i had forecast i think through twitter it's all there um a very down nil nil draw because Mm. marino likes nothing more than a siege mentality we didn't have to win 
We did not have to win. We just didn't really want to lose. And yep. no one, there isn't, there isn't a coach in the world who's better at making that happen. I, I refer people back to one of the finest games and defensive games I've ever seen, which was Inter Milan, managed by Jose Mourinho against Barcelona a few years ago. Um, mm. When they won the Champions League, down to 10 men, I think Barcelona were a goal up, needed another one. Uh, and it was just fabulous to watch that that Inter Milan team. They well, had about for about 70 minutes. They, they, they? they could have played for another two days. I don't think Barcelona would have scored. Mm. They were so well drilled. And I, although it wasn't a display like that on, on, on Saturday, uh, it, uh, I, this is just my way of thinking. I thought we played pretty good in the first half. City probably edged it, but 1-1 was a, probably a fair reflection of the game. Um, you mm. know, and Aguero did miss what I thought was an absolute sit of him. He, he really did down in front of us. I mean, I had everybody shrieking, but you know, he, he managed to yeah. score yeah. wide. Now, when we got to half time, we had a pint, came back, and I, I, I just have this feeling that Mourinho, his, his team talk at half time would have been something like to everybody except Thibaut Courtois, you're all Claude Makaleli. Because that was the limit of our ambition. And every one of those players did their utmost to just break it up. There was no ambition. And I, for one, was glad for a couple of reasons. Number one, I absolutely have, you know, my my, my hatred of Sky is becoming greater and greater and greater. They've got some great pundits on there, but it's ruined by Jamie Redknapp and his Costa Crimes <laughs> tirade last week. The bloke is a moron. And um, I just think that I, I really wanted Sky to have basically nothing to discuss. That, that's what I wanted. I wanted it so nothing would come out of it. No controversy, nothing. It would be a nothing game. I don't care what the rest of the world thinks. I don't care what the rest of the fans think. I don't care if the City fans think we're boring. All we had to do was keep them at arm's length for that game. No damage done. Five points clear. Now it's down to the rest of the season. Marino... Mm. Better than anybody, Mourinho does not look at it on a game-by-game basis. His strategy for the whole year is there. He knew what we had to do for that game, and he'll be looking at the games beyond that. It. And it's, for me, that's an absolute masterclass, and I'm glad it was like that. I really am now. I thought it was fantastic now. Fair comment, fair comment. Um, Mark, yeah, anything to pick up on what Tony said there? No, I think it's a very, very good summary, Tony. Um, can you hear me? We can, we can. Absolutely, yeah. loud and clear. I mean, I think you've got to put the game in the context of um, what else went on in the week before. So you can't ignore the fact they paid extra time against Liverpool. Yes, yes very true. And it was one of the most high-intensity games I can remember. So it wasn't just 120 games of holding the ball. It was 120 minutes of um, running flat out, end-to-end. And they must have been knackered. And I was a bit irritated, actually, by the bloke who was sitting in front of me who wasn't someone who regularly sits in front of me, who was getting quite disappointed with our performance in the second half and saying, these guys are paid a fortune and with modern sports science, they should be capable of recovering from 120 minutes on Tuesday and playing flat out on Hmm. 5.30 on a Saturday. So my comment was, well, if um, paying these guys loads of money overcomes tiredness, why don't we just pay them some more? (laughs) <laughs> and then they'll be, you know, by that logic, they'll be even faster and fitter. Um, to which he looked at me for a moment as if, I think I might hit this bloke. And then um, we got on with the game. So, you know, I, I sort of quite understanding the players. They were knackered. We were missing Costa and Fabregas. Overall, in the scheme of things, in the season, I think it's a very good um, draw, which we'll, mm. be, we'll look back on and be very happy with. 
Yeah, I think um, I, I think that sum- summarises it quite nicely. Actually, as, as we all said before the game, it's just one we, we just don't want to lose. Um, I'm slightly nervy towards the end. I, th- I think the uh, not the you know it's not open season on Gary Cahill at the moment, but I, I think bringing Cahill on, we just sort of dropped back a bit further, and obviously everyone knew what they were doing, but I just felt it invited City onto us a bit. But you know the boss man knew what he was doing, um, and it all all turned out nice in the end. So um, no real complaints. Um, we should note that um, Branners became only the fifth foreign player on Saturday to um, to make three hundred appearances for us. Oh right! So congratulations to him, and he came back after having a big lump torn out of his foot on um, uh, on Tuesday night by the Scouse. So yeah. um, well done, well done him. <laughs> the um, shoe of blood. Indeed, yes, a, a shoe full of claret. Um, Donal, chip, chip your thoughts in on the game. Um, unfortunately, I uh, was in a Pizza Express in Romford, <laughs> which <laughs> which is which is not ideal. But <laughs> which is, you know, there's probably uh, apart from a visitation of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> there's really no other occasion where I could think it would be preferable. Preferable to be in a pizza express in Romford. <laughs> but there I was. So I had to um, pick up on the game, you know, the highlights and uh, just follow it on various bits and pieces. Um, my, my one comment would be that we've been ahead against City twice and given up a lead twice. We were ahead against Tottenham, gave that up. We were ahead against United and gave that up. And we've been ahead against Bradford and given that up. So we seem to have a habit of coming up against the more powerful teams in football and, um, and, and giving up and giving up leads. Um, but, you know, I, I think, like everyone else, I did expect that the game would be sort of attritional and uh, I think Mark was right. The, the, the semi-final against Liverpool was a real... Yeah, which which got lost in in the the hoo ha afterwards it was a real end to end, fast, furious. It was a fantastic game of football. Yeah, you know, at, at the time I was watching it, I was thinking this is a real old ding dong uh, of a game. And uh, I, I think if anyone was expecting that against City, then one, as, as I've pointed out on Twitter, you can't have an end to end ding dong game of football against City because they will foul you all the time. Yes. Well, that yes. is their main, their main defensive tactic, is to foul. I don't know how they get away with it. They, they in games where if you look through the stats, when they're playing, you know Burnley or someone. So you think teams down the bottom, you know Sean Dyche, that team's <laughs> going to come out and kick lumps out of Silver and Navas, and they'll they'll just you know that's their only tactic. But then you look at the stats. City will have 70% of the ball. So that means Burnley are chasing the ball around for most of the game. And yet, who commits all the fouls? Mm. Because every time that Burnley get hold of the damn ball, they'll kick him up in the air. And that is what they do. And so I don't think you can have an end-to-end ding-dong game of football against City because they just don't play that way. They've got these big guys in the middle of the park, company and people at the back. If you if you go past one of them, you won't go past the second, and that's how they play all the time. Is, is this not a um, a kind of 
a mirror, almost a sort of, or, or a rotation of the the Barcelona style. Of bearing in mind, they've got some Barcelona people on the on the coaching staff or in the background, mm. haven't they? Um, which you know, mm. we all remember Barca, who were um, they would either commit a niggling foul if you ever got a chance of getting in the game, or mm. they would take the sting out of anything you could do by going down very easily. Um, mm. And and they, you know, there's no doubt we've watched Barcelona games before and said, for God's sake, I mean, he's, you know, he's gone down again because it stops the mm. game. Um, mm. and, and I wonder whether there's a little bit of a uh, an emulation thing going on from City there because they mm. were they 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 got a lot of decisions that went with them. I'm not saying that because of the mm. Clattenburg factor, but they did seem to get an awful lot of decisions where we didn't. Mm. Well, that, that they've they've out of. I, I looked at it when they played when we'd all played about 21 games. I think there was only four games where they had committed fewer fouls than the opposition. And that was in a cluster of three coming into Christmas, Leicester and a couple of other teams. There didn't seem to be any pattern to it. So I looked at us and I looked at Man United as, as the other two teams that were closest to them. And I think out of our 19 or 20 games, six or seven games, we'd done more fouling than the opposition. And Man United were, were pretty similar. Mm. So City stand out. I haven't looked at Arsenal, but I'd be willing to bet they wouldn't be too far. No, no adrift uh, of where we are. So it is, you know, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying that you can't have, they won't let you play that way. You can't, Liverpool, you know, for all the shenanigans that went on on, on Tuesday, Liverpool were, were there to play, you know, a sort of attacking style of football and, and were going for it. It was, it was a cup game after all, but it wouldn't, I don't think it would be that too different when they come to Stamford Bridge and the third last game of the season, I still think they'll come out and play. I City will I not much, do that. Much, much depends on what they need mm. and what they require, if, if, if they require a point. I yeah, and, and so in, in that particular situation, they'll do it. But City do it game in, game out. And it doesn't matter the quality of the opposition. If they've got 99% of the ball, they'll still end up fouling the other team more. Mm. And it's, it's just... Uh, it, I, I know you can misinterpret statistics, but it just seems to me to be a pattern. And having watched them it's, um, the last couple of years, it's the way they play. It's, yeah, it's very much... I mean, we, it has to be said, we were... Um, not so much now, but, I mean, it's it's a tactic we, we were fairly fond of not so long ago. Balak was, was the absolute past master of the little the little dig in the middle of the pitch just to break things up. And... Um, it's it's certainly a tactic. Um, and all teams City, use it. All teams use it in certain games. But yeah, City. City, City. I think. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I think we we have touched on it before uh, that they are. Saying that, I think we might have committed one more foul than they did on on Saturday, but mm. it's fairly even. But yeah, yeah they, they they do as a you know that's why I'm saying a, a game between us and City. I don't think it's going to be that sort of mm. fantastically exciting thing because. One or the other will start to play a sort of shutdown football game. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the interesting stat that, that cropped up on um, floating around on Twitter, and you know, we, we obviously caveat it with ninety-nine um, percent of them being made up on the spot and all that. But if it's true, it's it's an eye-opener. Um, our lowest number of shots on goal at home since the two thousand three, two thousand four season. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Which is not surprising, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a surprise it's been that long. Um, but I think we ended up with three shots on goal. Yeah. So, I just refer back to that. I just think that that was pretty much what, what Mourinho was was going to play for. You know, they, they, and, and 
I don't think it was a Chelsea fan I came across walking out the ground who, com- who was complaining about it. I think everyone was going, do you know what? Good. Five points. We've kept them, you know, we've kept that, that gap between. I just, one more thing I did want to say was I thought that Courtois got a bit of an unfair pasting in the press um, for for the for the goal. You know, I, I said it at the time. He was, it, it was almost like a perfect bit of timing on Milner's part to just run in front as that ball came across. And it was like, it was almost like a last second, you know, uh, uh, um, blocking of the ball, unsighted Courtois. And I think it just came at him. Um, I think if it had, if it had been anywhere else in the pitch at Mil- or anywhere else in the area that um, Milner had run across him, um, it wouldn't have been so much of a problem with him. But I, th- I think it just came across at such a pace and then that split second of almost blindness until he see the ball was what caused him to, you know, he did flap at it a bit. But um, mm. uh, I think it was, it, it was, it, it was the, the flap and it, it was kind of where the ball went. Yeah. It was. It was. But I mean, you know, but you know, it all stemmed from a a bad decision on the byline, um, where you know, I, I, you know, where I sit, I sit right along that byline. Not yeah, I mean, we yeah, we're right over yeah, it. it. Not didn't one go person out. thought that was that had gone out, and then uh, I think Matic made a bad choice. He doesn't do it very often, but he made a bad choice when he could have he could have quite comfortably have got rid of that, um, and then sort of shot, shot it straight at a player, and City got possession, and from there they went and scored. Mm. Um, but you know, people make mistakes, and, and he's, he doesn't deserve to be sort of hung up for that. But I don't think Courtois does as well because you know he's he, he, he as he showed against um, in in his last few games, he made some stunning saves. A great goalkeeper. So mm. I think it's one he'd want back though. If given given I, the given I, the choice, I think it's one I he'd want back. No, um, given given he is a bit. Of, well, obviously, anyone who reaches that that level is a bit of a perfectionist. I suspect it was one he went in and, and kept, went home afterwards and kicked himself a little bit. But uh, I, I think we've always felt that he's slightly better in the air than than Czech of late. You know, Czechers. That's the sort of error that Czech has made once or twice in the last couple of, of seasons. But it's sort of an interesting one. And, and you look at the, kind of the beginning of Czech's Czech's career, and he he was really. Very much prone to a flap. Um, you go back to, I mean, the car, first trophy won the, the Carling Cup final in 2005. He, he was not confident at all, um, but but kind of grew from grew from there. But I think we also we had a a much stronger back four in front of Czech when he was learning than perhaps we have at the moment when Courtois is not so much learning because he's been playing top flight football for longer. Mm. But I think we've got. It's still a decent defence, but it's not as, you know, what did we consider that first season? What did we see 15 premiership goals all season? Mm. I, I mean, it, that was just insanely good. Yeah. So mm. I, I think actually a lot of the time, Czech probably had less to do. Yeah. But, 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 it, but it, wasn't, it wasn't one of those where it was put in the mixer and, you know, he had a couple of hairy-ass centre-forward smashing into him or anything. It was... You know, maybe he was briefly unsighted, but it was it was a fair, fairly. It was you know, one you would hope to claim as a keeper. I would think personally. Yeah, but I think if my son does that on Saturday, he, he spends Sunday in the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way it, it may have been all of those. Fourteen, may have 14 been all... fouls to twelve. Yeah. They committed fourteen fouls with fifty-seven percent of possession. Yeah. I just thought I'd mm, clear that yeah. up. Okay, noted. I, I, uh, I, you know, it, I agree with. Most of what you just said about Courtois, but it didn't deserve clangor and howler and things like that to be labelled with it. 
certainly. So just, but but I think, do you know what? I think it was possibly the only highlight out of the game that the press could pick up on. They had nothing else to report. No controversy, no roughhouse tactics, no nothing really. So no, why not just pick on the uh, one event that they can pick on that will make a nice looking headline and that is Courtois Clanger or whatever. They're always going, they're always going to... Yeah, they you know, are. Go, go they for are. the, the, but, you know, there the is exaggerated there is no language. Con- I mean, that's, that's why when yeah. I came home tonight there was stamping room only on the bus. Yeah. You know, because... <laughs> <laughs> But you know, and, and um, it, but there's no doubt they, you know, they, they, there is a collective sulk going on that's bigger than Chelsea's sulk, if you like, um, you know, amongst certain areas of the media. And good, they've pulled it on themselves, as far as I'm concerned. No good going around whinging and whining and saying, "Well, well Marina don't want to talk to us." Well, you know, if if your if your sole aim in life is to stand in the front of a guy with a microphone or with a pen and paper and ask him questions with the deliberate intention to trip him up and then quote him out of context, um, then what do you think you're going to get? You know, I'd treat them with the same contempt. In fact, I'd treat them worse because I'd have, I'd have slipped a few F-words in front of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, come, I'll, I'll come and talk to the cameras. Why don't you all fuck off out of it, you know? Yeah, you, bleep, you, bleep you, out. <laughs> you would you would in fact have been joking here. Um, no, I will, or, or Mike Bassett. <laughs> Today we'll be playing four four fucking two. <laughs> you know, yeah, Mike Bassett. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. Fair enough. Um, Mark, um, your 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 view on City's gold? Um, Clanger, not so bad. Where do you stand on it? Well, just a bit frustrating, really, that it happened so soon after we'd scored, and if we could have held it till half time we probably would have held out for the second half. But, you know, these things happen. Um, mm. It's played at, played at a very fast pace. The ball was whipped across. You know, every goal you can analyse and say, well, we should never let them get the cross in. If the cross comes in, we should make sure we um, punch it out. If we don't punch it out, we should make sure we tackle the striker before he shoots. If he shoots, we should make sure we have a bloke on the line. You know, goals are scored. It's frustrating, but 1-1... One, one, um, suited us better I think and mm. um, you know if if Man City can't beat us playing at their best when we're missing Diego and Fabregas and we're knackered having played 120 minutes it's not a very good reflection on them so I'm happy I don't you know I accept the 1-1 one, one. no I think a very a very fair point indeed Can, uh, and I'll revert back to our last um, podcast when yeah. I was trying to get sponsorship from Huggies <laughs> you know as I predicted, the buffer has returned. Yes. And it remains at five points. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's. You know, I'm more worried about us going to Aston Villa next weekend, to be yes, honest. Yes, me too. Yes, indeed. Because yeah. they're, you know, they're, 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 they're complete rubbish. They always do well against us, even at their worst. Yep. Mm. Um, being demolished by Arsenal, you know, how is that going to affect their mentality against us? Right, mm. yeah, I, I totally agree because we've got a bit of a. Isn't Villa Park one of Mourinho's worst sort of grounds or whatever? For it's it, yeah, it's it's up there with St James's. I think it's yeah. it's, it's, it's not so terribly good. But yeah. I, the interest. I mean, the interesting question is, um, it's it's whether they do anything in the um, in the window. There's obviously, you know, far too apparently, much. Apparently, they're not doing anything. It was even mentioned earlier this afternoon that. No, oh, okay. No, oh, interesting. There's also the question. Sorry, to you, there's also the question is whether Paul Lambert will be there on well, Saturday yeah. when we get yeah. there because he's um, he's not looking um, he's not looking the most stable at the moment no. in terms of um, he's, he's managerial. Uh, 
His, his body language is, uh, is 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 there with the worst I've ever seen. But um, look, what, mm. what, you know, what worries me is, well, go back and surely Dono. I'm surprised Dono hasn't got a blackboard out with an algebraic equation on this. But you know, they've gone something. Is it nine or ten hours without scoring a goal in the league? Mm. That can't yeah. carry on. You know, I they, think they, they, they've they, only got they've only got eleven goals all season. I yes, think in the, it, in the yeah. Premier League. Yeah. It's <laughs> actually it's actually worse than that, uh, Tony, because. Um, we're, it's it's the perfect storm. A team that hasn't scored in like a generation <laughs> have, have just taken an ex Chelsea player on loan. Oh. So a game that you cannot see us losing, <coughs> Bradford. <laughs> Scott Scott Sinclair hat trick. Right. I think that's what we're. That, that's what I'd say if I was to have a look in the tea leaves now, but I won't. Uh, I believe, you know, yeah. that's what they would predict. Yeah. Scott Sinclair, he'll sink us. Yeah. You know it's going to happen. Just don't, Sorry, don't build yourself Scott up. Sin- Where has he gone, Scott Sin- Sinclair, then? Sinclair? He's gone to Aston Villa. Gone to Aston Villa. Yeah. Okay, I missed that one. Ex-Chelsea player, you know. Mm. Can, I, can we... Why are you going to move on in a minute? I'm sorry, if, I'm sorry to have deflated the whole podcast, <laughs> but let's, <laughs> let's at least get ourselves psychologically no, right, I, I, in I, the I, right place for what's about to happen. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. I think you've just summed up the feelings of most Chelsea fans there who have got any memory of things and think, you know, there, there is that little law that's um, prefixed with by sod, you know, that mm. is just waiting to pounce on us, isn't it? You know, um, I just want to one thing before you, we move off the subject of City, which I didn't think. Well, I sort of made the point about, um, you know, the press picking up on Courtois clanger or whatever, all that old, uh, rubbish that they came out with or whatever, um, but not enough. Um, credit was given for the goal that we scored from the crossfield ball from Ivanovic to the yes, absolutely cracker. fantastic. I mean, they 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 tamped Hazard down pretty well, I think, on Saturday anyway. City, but that that sh- that a beautiful ability first time just across the goal for Remy to be fair who absolutely smashed it in he didn't think oh I'll just side foot this in or or whatever he's like no bollocks to this this is going in or whatever uh, but it, you know I don't think enough credit was given to that it was an absolute I thought it was a, a, a thing of beauty and when I watched it again and again mm. you just can't get tired of watching Hazard and the the level of ability that, that he has got to be able to do that first time it, it was almost like he barely even had to look it was so fantastic. It was just a lovely piece of football. It's the sort of goal that should be in the, in the competition. I'm not saying it is goal of the season, but it should be the sort of goal they show in, in their goal yeah. of the month and things like that. But they, yeah. they never do because it's not a, a 50 yard yeah. or something like that. But uh, in terms of yeah, technical ability, you know the, the passes and you could say companies should have cut it out maybe, but uh, it was just you know tic-tac-toe. Yeah. It was a, it was a, you're right, it was a thing of beauty. And fair play to Remy, he scored. You know, that's he got a goal. I, I don't yeah. know what his general performance overall was. I suppose in a, a game where we were set up more to defend than anything else, oh, you did he possibly well. didn't get. I, I mean, some people were saying that we we could have broken out a, a bit better. The passing could have been a bit better on the on the fast break, which you know would have probably suited him. But uh, yeah. you know, he has got the knack of scoring goals, and I think that's it. Mm. He put yeah, a decent shift well. in. Yeah, he put a mm. decent given, shift given in. that it it wasn't the sort of game that he was saying he's not, you know, he's not a big big bruiser like Costa or, or Drogba and, and in terms of holding the ball up and bringing others into the game, which be I think he did he did pretty well overall actually, given that he was he was feeding on relative scraps. Um fair play to him. And yeah, you know, I I think he's he's 
he does a good job when he comes on. He's, he doesn't seem to be Mourinho's favourite in terms of getting the, getting the game time. But um, yeah, generally he comes on. But it's comes interesting. On. He went for him over Drogba for, for Saturday in what was a big game. Oh, yeah, so, it was interesting. You know, that's a, a sign perhaps of a, a growing trust in him. Um, we should um, we should also just just quickly touch on um, Mr. Zuma, um, who preferred over over Gary Cahill, which um, in a big game was I, I was quite surprised. I didn't expect to see him there, um, but he's doing um, he's doing pretty well, I think overall, and um, could possibly be um, be edging Mr. Cahill out. Do we think? Yeah. Um, well, I'll just jump in here. I've always been a big fan of Gary Cahill. I don't quite see the errors. I think him and Terry have been, you know, and, and they, it was lauded last season as one of the best defensive partnerships, you know, around. Um, I think, if anything, I, I would have thought Cahill and Zuma were more the future, as it were, than than, than anything else. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe Mourinho is, is just being very clever and, and working out that actually you can't keep playing the same 11 players week in, week out, midweek and, and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think so. I think Cahill's, you know, I'm standing up for Cahill. I think he's had a bit of a bad press. He's, 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 um, he's been pretty good this season. He's made one of, you know, but every player has, you know, and I, I refer back to Matic. The players will make odd mistakes and, and maybe he's been a bit punished more for, um, for it more. And, Maybe there was a bit of tiredness in there as well. Um, I did, you know, I, I must admit, one of the pundits on Sunday Supplement, and one of the ones that drives me mad because he's such a morose, pompous prick, Paul <laughs> Hayward. Um, Paul Hayward actually described Zuma as a Rolls Royce of a defender. Um, that's high praise indeed, coming from from you know uh, someone like him. Um, and I do see it. I, you know, there's a, they will they they should show the tackle he made on Aguero. Which had my heart in my mouth, to be quite honest, because I thought, oh, bloody hell, you know. Hey, that, that was, that it was, was exceptional. On the that replay. Really I mean, the boy's got pace, isn't he? So if he, they point out Danny Murphy, um, you know, so when we talk about the, 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 the kind of media being against us, I mean, you know, certainly Danny Murphy and Alan Shearer are, are very pro us at the moment, um, and very pro uh, Diego Costa, especially Shearer, but, um, Danny Murphy, I think he was pointing it out on match of the day that you know even when he loses the ball, yeah, he mm. he's got the pace to get back, and he showed that a few times. I mean, not many people are going to get back at Aguero once he's on a run, you know. Yeah, as, the, you know, and, and Aguero the... left as Pilicueta for dead a couple of times on 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 Saturday. You know, um, I'm more down. I think as Pilicueta probably not being fully match fit yet but um, mm. yeah I, I'm, the Zuma looks good he's a monstrous isn't he I mean he's probably one of the only people that, that, that would look Yaya Torre directly in the eye or maybe even down a little bit he's, he's a big chap <laughs> there's no question about that but um, but yeah I, I think he's um, he's starting to look look pretty smart and um, you know Saturday was a fairly big test and uh, I don't think he really put a foot wrong so um, we should we should watch that um, that little selection selection dilemma that Jose has with um, with some interest um, I do, Mark seems to have dis- disappeared somewhere along the line, so I don't know what's going on there. But we should we should carry on until I can get him back. Um, we'll move on to uh, Liverpool. Um, what was a cracking semi-final second leg at uh, Stamford Bridge last week? Um, it, it, it was, you know. We, we've pondered, you know, on the one hand, the, the sort of the game of chess that was um, that was Saturday. We go back a few days before, and a, and a proper 120-minute ding-dong, end-to-end, 
all guns blazing and um, and obviously plenty of controversy thrown in for good measure. Um, Tone, were you actually there? Did you? Did you? No, I, I, I only managed to watch the highlights. That's all. Oh I my managed. word! My because word. we had because um, like like Donal, um, I I. We had a family meal. We were booked in some weeks ago at the local pub for steak, steak night because my daughter is back from university and my other um, increasingly heavily pregnant daughter um, was there and we all decided to go to the pub and it wasn't on. So I had to sit there um, surreptitiously. Yeah, as surreptitiously <laughs> I could. Your phone. Checking my phone on Twitter or whatever. But um, it, oh, it looked and from everything. And also because I had to share the car with um, three people who had been there on Saturday. So all, and, and at the pub on Friday night, relentlessly being told what a fantastic game of football it was. So that's my comment on it. Um, was it worth the uh, Costa, Fabregas and Luis losses? Um, well, <laughs> time will be the judge, I guess. There's a tricky one. I mean, I, I, to be fair, I, the, the Costa thing, I mean, what went on there, it, it, it just... I, 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 the, the ranting and, the, and, the, and the, the conspiracy theories and all the rest of it, I, it there's been a little scouse, shall we say. Um, I thought we, in terms of um, the, the Chan incident, I thought he knew exactly what he was doing. He just, oops a daisy. Oh, sorry, mate. It... We've seen them done before. Certainly not the the brutal stamp that everyone was was, was shouting about, but but certainly had a bit of a dig. And, and by the time the FA had got their trousers on, it, it had just been blown up into an enormous great drama for whatever reason, and, and they had to be seen to be doing something. Um, the Skirtle one, I thought, was just genuine bad luck. He, he was trying to hurdle him um, and, um, and just couldn't. That, that was that. Yeah. The, the, the interesting thing I thought was that listen, I was listening to. I saw the second half. I had to, the first half. I was coming back from somewhere. I was listening on the radio, and genuinely, leading up to that incident, the commentators had had made comments that made it fairly clear that Liverpool was sort of being fairly physical. You know, they they gone oh. in on on Hazard a couple of times and and so on and so forth. And then when the Chan Welcome back, Mark. Occurred, Sorry to return. Thank you. That's all right. Uh, when the Chan incident occurred, um, the commentator, as they do, got a little bit, you know, exercised and talked it up. Danny Mills basically said, you know, it was a bit of handbags. Mm. He, he might have done it deliberately. He might not have. You know, there wasn't a lot in it. And to be fair, in terms of what goes on most weeks on a football pitch, it was a minor, minor incident. And yeah, exactly. I, I found it staggering how, I mean, by the time it got to half time, you'd had the penalty turned down, which was, to me, the main talking point. Mm. And Danny Mills was trying to make it the main talking point. When they went and handed back to Pugach in the studio, he was absolutely spitting blood. Now, I know they, they're all, they've all got to do this massively shouty, you know, sort of pent-up emotional thing. But he was spitting feathers about the whole thing. And, you know, red cards, he shouldn't be on this, a disgrace to football. And I thought, hang on a minute, you know, it was a fairly minor, you know, he he trod on him, he stood on him, he didn't stamp on him. And then this whole stamp thing just... So by the end of the game, I assume Sky were doing a similar, you know, Oh, my God, that was the bit I did see. Do you want my theory on this? Please do. 
It's quite interesting, Tony. So you might yeah, want yeah, to yeah. go to the Please you might want to go to the fridge, <laughs> right? <laughs> it depends on, on on which school of of psychoanalysis you follow. But I believe uh, there's no conspiracy, and it's not even because it all happens so quickly. It's not even that thing where they've all got together, you know, half time and eating their pies and discussed it. I think deep deep in in the psyche of the British media. Two things have happened in the last two years, both of them involving Liverpool and, by accident, Chelsea. And you had the sort of Liverpool revival two years ago. Suarez was there, he was scoring goals, blah, 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 blah. And then he bit Ivanovic. Now, Paul Haywood, who you mentioned earlier on, uttered the immortal words in print on uh, Tuesday, on Wednesday or Thursday in the Evening Standard, that what Costa did was far worse than the bite oh, that Suarez did. Jesus and this, this, is, yeah. this is the key to the whole thing, okay? Liverpool rose briefly. There was this massive emotional investment in Liverpool getting back to the top. One, they all knew that Suarez was walking a fine line. It so happened to be a Chelsea player that he bit, and that brought the whole house falling down. Then... Towards the end of last season, it wasn't the only reason they didn't win the league, but you had the game up at Anfield. That big day when basically they were about to anoint them as champions. So inadvertently, Chelsea loom large in the psyche, but they also have this thing of Suarez. You have to now build up another player to equal Suarez in his notoriety. And by doing that, you almost start to rehabilitate Suarez. And I think, subconsciously, that's what a lot of them are doing. They need to have another demon. And Costa, just by standing on someone's shin, has become that demon. There you well, have he's, it. He's, 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 the, the dark thing is, is, is there's, there's a real sort of... There's a real contradiction going on in the sense that there was a lot of outrage and a lot of shouting. This is inevitable. You know, it's, it's, mm. it's the way things are. Um, but actually... A little bit, you know, a day or so later, you had any number of pros coming out, former pros coming out and saying, you know, don't think it was that bad, not sure whether he meant it, not sure, you, you know, should he be banned retrospectively? No, I don't think so. Um, Skulls wrote, Paul Skulls wrote a really good article. For a man who, who spent 20 years being utterly silent, you, you can't shut the fucker up now. But he actually, he actually made quite a decent point in the sense that he was being provoked all game. You know, him and Skirtle, and I, I've said before, you know, when, when we've played him in the league, as irritating a git as Skirtle is, and I'm sure your average Liverpool fan thinks exactly the same about uh, about Costa. Watching the two of them go at it was is fantastic because it's, it's your proper dig-dong centre-half, centre-forward battle. And at the end, you know, there's there's many pictures floating around on Tuesday night. You know, it was, it was a good shake of the hands and well done, mate, fair play, da-da-da-da, and on it went. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think there's... You know, Costa's building this strange reputation of being some sort of enormously dirty player without actually having done an enormous amount. You know, yes, he leaves a foot in here and there. You know, if, he was, if it was Ricky Lambert, they'd all be saying, what a fantastic, you know, Good old fashioned sort of player yeah. he was. Yeah. Good old-fashioned he, English he, You know, he's building up this fearsome reputation. But there's no one, no one, like you say, no, no player is coming out and saying, 
you know, that, that this man's danger. And, and, you know, when you look at someone like Alan Shearer, who kicked Neil Lennon in the head as he lay prone, you know, Costa stood... I, 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 believe, I believe he fell over and, and his foot swung uncontrollably. <laughs> I mean, you just go back and look at it on YouTube. And, yeah, uh, exactly. you know, unfortunately, the, the, the footage that then became available to the FA that convinced them he hadn't kicked the bloke in the head, you, you'll never see because it never existed, I'm sure. Mm. But, you know... Costa has not done anything approaching the big elbow throwing, kicking in the head, stamping and so on that's think, gone on. You know, it's just he a, knows, it's ridiculous. He, he's, he's a very clever player, and I, I think mm. he knows where the line is. Um, I mean, I think one, one of his seasons at Atletico, albeit he was playing a slightly different game for them than he was for us, he, he was feeding on scraps and he, having to be far more fizzy. I think he got 13 yellows in one season, which is fair going. I mean, that's, that's yeah. Robbie Savage level, that is. Hmm. Um, Mark, sorry, we, we got you back because your, your hamster fell off the wheel and, um, and lost power. Um, yeah, apologies about that. That's quite all right, quite all right. Um, your, your take on, on the Costa hoo-ha. Oh, you probably covered it, haven't you? In my absence? Well... I'd like to hear your thoughts, because there's bound to be a, a, sage, a sage word or two in there that we haven't thought of. No, I agree with what's been said. I mean, I think it's all uh, blown out of all proportion. Um, I like the way he plays. I like mm. the way he gets stuck in. So um, I hope he doesn't change. Actually, Alan Shearer, you mentioned, he was on um, Goals on Sunday. Yeah, he was. On Sunday, actually. Yeah, <laughs> an appropriate day and for it. He um, put in a great defence for Diego Costa, and he said he shouldn't change his game at all. And what he's doing is perfectly acceptable, mm. and he can't understand what all the fuss is about. So, you know, he, he was a robust player, and um, he, he can see the truth in the situation. And it's all um, media. It is. It is. But, that, that but it's is the level of bedwetting, and and. The, the, when you look at the offence, it doesn't even qualify as violent conduct. They charged him with violent conduct. It doesn't even come close to the description of violent conduct in the FA book. And, and so I'm just left bemused as to why, you know, they had Markovic stiff-arming um, Luiz from behind, which was a far mm. more obvious and blatant uh, piece of dirty play that, that's never been mentioned. Um, but, you know, on another, any other week would have would have been something that they would have talked about but we'll, we'll uh, never be able to explain it and um, we, we don't mm. know who the um, panel is mm. all, all I can assume is that whoever runs the panel said right I've got to get three Liverpool ex-pros together <laughs> to um, <laughs> judge on this one and, yeah. and based on the way they've infiltrated <laughs> the media I've got no doubt they've infiltrated the panel yeah. and uh, it didn't take them very long to reach a decision so it's not, it's not a fair court is it? No but, and they asked, a, they asked a man who won turned down a stone-certain penalty, and two, blatantly refused to send off two players for very obvious second yellow cards. They asked him, if you'd actually seen this in real time, what would you have done? And he said, I'd have sent him off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like that. Yes, actually, we should briefly Sorry to, sorry to, to talk over it, but we, we should, yeah, we should note that the, the, the referee performance from Michael Oliver was Truly fucking dismal, yeah. if the truth be told. Um, but that's that's a, that's a whole yeah. other. Uh, a, ma- a man who took think- Costa in the first game of the season for simulation when he was blatantly found yeah. at Burnley. Yes, yes, I think. Um, I, I don't buy into any conspiracy. It's, it's just I, I just don't understand 
why on that particular night when there was so much football to talk about, they, I know they pick on things and they get very exercised about them. And if it was a flying elbow or a, or a you know, a scything tackle or something, I yeah. can understand it. But it was so minor that it, it seemed incredible the way they, they, they all blew it up. It wasn't just one person or one pundit. They, you know, and then you get Paul Hayward talking about it's, it's worse than Suarez yeah. biting. You know, it just... Anyway, the important thing was that we did win the game. Yeah, yes. we did. Yeah. It's, yes, we, we, we should not, not we be shouldn't lose sight of that. Actually, I mean, mm. I was sitting there, and to be honest, I was quite jealous of um, Liverpool, and uh, I was sort of thinking how wonderful it must be to be a Liverpool fan. I mean, we've got so many things to worry about now. I've got to worry about getting in the queue for the, for the Wembley tickets. I've got to plan my trip to Wembley. I've got the ongoing stress of chasing our fourth league title in the last 10 years and last um when was it sunday i think was it saturday yes yeah, saturday i had to get my tax return in pay a, my extortionate tax bill there's a lot going on just for you know just to um keep those liverpool fans in season tickets i mean it's it's not easy being a chelsea fan it's a lot easier being a liverpool fan i can promise you that this, I suspect, oh. is very true. Yes. Um, I, I, I just wanted to... The, view, the, the views of the contributors are not necessarily the views of the podding show. No. <laughs> it's, but, it's uh, display. Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 my comment was, uh, I mean, I think Donald's got a point, and, and I liked what he said about the, the, the whole um, the, the whole Dago Costa thing. It did. It did emanate. Pugac is probably just practising for his new role to replace Adrian Charles on ITV, um, where I, I don't think, you know... They, they're Chief twat. Yes. Um, uh, uh, but you know the, the the key character, the one who drove all of this, was was Jamie Redknapp. He was on and on. Even Thierry Henry, who said, "I didn't like the first one. I think it probably should have been a red card, but that's the way the game is." Right? Jamie Redknapp was doing the video with the cost of crimes. Then followed that with relentless, utterly relentless replays and discussion on Sky Sports News. Okay. Mm. Now, now, David Chidgy wrote uh, uh, our friend over at Chelsea Fancast, another fine um, Chelsea podcast. Um, Indeed, he's having, a, he's having he's having a sabbatical. He's having he's having four weeks off, and uh, Jonathan Kidd's taking the helm. Yeah, I saw oh, him right. saw him at the weekend, and he said, "I'm I'm having a bit of peace and quiet. Four right. weeks off." He uh, him, he say. wrote a very good article uh, in, in one of the uh, I think maybe even on the Chelsea Fancast. Um, uh, blog site, um, which was all around, you know, um, Sky, likening Sky to these sort of Hollywood studios where they've put so much money in, right? They've paid billions for these rights, and they're going to want something for that. They're going to want some entertainment, and they're going to have influence in the game. Doesn't matter how you write it, they are going to influence the game. And their pundits, like their like the Daily Mail uh, writers or whatever, will have a say. In football, they would influence people. Mourinho, for me, um, his big gri- um, gripe from all this, from what I can gather, is is if you're going to re-referee the game, okay, you can't just re-referee it based on one team, one thing. If that referee is going to be called mm. up, why wasn't somebody there from the FA saying, "What about the Jordan Henderson handball? What about this event? What about it has to be balanced out?" And it, I think he said, "If you're going to re-referee the game, then re-referee it, then do it see, properly." This, this is the problem. I, I I completely get that, and this this is where it's it's a slippery slope in terms of. And I I've I've had this this conversation with with the mate who works in in, in this bit, and. 
the whole business, it's, it's such a bad route to go down of re-refereeing the game. And it's why the, the Costa thing is, is a bad thing per yes. se. It's just the more you keep going back and, and re-refereeing things, you know, if, if it is an absolutely blatant, you know, someone has poleaxed someone with an elbow, it's not been picked up by the referee and it is a clear straight red card or something along those lines, I could completely understand why they do it. Where, you know, the, the lines are blurred, like, like Costa's one, you know, really? You know, is that a straight red? Well, possibly, possibly not. Um, but it's, it's a real worry if, if a manager is saying, you know, you, 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 need to, you need to apply this more. Actually, what he should be saying is, fuck it, we take that one on the chin, but we really don't want to go down the route of, ah, oh, but we should have had this, we should have had that. Because it, it just, it'll end no. up being madness. It's, and, and it's, that's, that's Marina's it's unsustainable. Don't re-referee the game then. Don't mm. re-referee it for anybody. The decisions, as it's always been in football previously, is the referee's decision is final. Even if he got it wrong. Okay, and I think most people would accept that. Donal was absolutely right. That was violent conduct is such an overstatement of what Costa did. Okay, that it, it is absolutely miles away from a deliberate punch, a kick off the ball, a leg breaking, two footed through the air tackle, or whatever it is. Okay, um, and 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 I mm. think that's where Mourinho's coming from, and I quite agree with him. I think actually you can't go around re refereeing games, <clears throat> and, and, and let's face it, if you're on an FA charge, there's no point in fucking appealing because they've decided. That's decision done. Have you ever heard of someone being put up on a charge and being found not guilty? Because I haven't. I'm they go. Sure. Absolutely, never <laughs> ever. Alan, Alan Shearer, remember yes. it. They, in, uh, there maybe, was footage. They maybe. received footage taken from another angle, which cast it. You read the BBC report. Yeah, Neil Lennon. In days Neil of Lennon your, days, we are talking in days of your. I'm talking about now, as it is now. They'd they still do it now him. if it was an England captain. Nah, they'd still do it now. If they, if they needed to do it, they would. No, um, I think because, if, they, if they've charged, I mean, they're only charging. How, you. how do they decide? How do they? De- who brings the incident to their? Is there a little man sits in a booth and watches ninety minutes of a game of every game every weekend and picks out the incidents? No, how do they? It's, it's it's either where if obviously if it's if the referee is made aware of it now how that happens obviously the well, referee that's the, can't, key, the, the referee can't not be aware of it because of all the hoo-ha you know listen they do get overturned John Terry at Manchester City a couple of seasons ago um, I can't remember who the referee was but he sent him off um, for pulling down whoever it was on the halfway line yeah but it, it the system. point Tony's making is if they charge you post game with something yep. you never well, get off I think I think the point is, is that if they've gone to all that trouble of actually looking at stuff after the game mm. presumably then having spoken to the referee if the referee said actually no I would have let that go I, I suspect they they may do the same if the referee said fuck yeah probably should have done something about that but it but it was relatively inconclusive it was inconclusive you you can't you can't ban a guy for three games on that. No, evidence no, I agree, so. but I, th- I think it know, was a bit like you know the, the the big diving thing we had with the with match of the day uh, and final score. They insisted on showing all these Chelsea players falling over. Some of them were simulating. I agree. In the same game, at least one, possibly two, whole players had done exactly the same thing. They never showed the footage, and I think. You know that that's all you're asking for, and I'm sure it's happened to other clubs. It's not just us. Other clubs 
you know, people have sat down to watch a game and suddenly it's their guy who's being focused on and yet they've been at the game and seen something else go on or they've watched it on telly and see, you know, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's a big problem and they either have to say, right, we are taking this away, we will review every game end-to-end and issue a charge sheet at the end of it or they stop this nonsense now. Yeah. You know, I think. Listen, I, I think overall we, we could we could probably sit and hammer this one for for hours and not not reach a, a satisfactory resolution. But suffice to say, Diego's got himself a couple more games off. Um, it's 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 where are we? It's Villa and um, Everton, isn't it? I think. So you know, hopefully we should um, we should be able to cope reasonably well. Um, no, we won't. <laughs> Scott Sinclair hat trick. Scott Sinclair's back. Um, we should um, we should briefly we've 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 had a good old ramble tonight. Um, we should briefly touch on Bradford City. Oh um, yes. Let's not criminalise it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, listen, I, I think um, I, I, we all came away scratching our heads after the game and um, and wondered quite how on earth that happened. Let me find um, some suitably funereal music that we play. <laughs> Play over us talking so no one could hear it. But it, it's you know it's it's the first time we've lost um, at home in the FA Cup um, to a low league side for twenty years. Millwall was the last one, and you know frankly, if it was them, it would have been far worse as as um, you know as it could have been. Um, listen, I I think overall, you know, Mourinho said it was a disgrace. It, it was terrible. Um, I think it to me it highlighted what I've I've said, and I think we've we've all touched upon at various points of the season is is the depth of the squad is is perhaps not quite as we as good as we would like it to be, and some of the fringe players when they come in are not. Yeah, but as I still we I should still look at that team. We should look at the names in that team. They they were two nil up. It wasn't like they never got in the game. No, 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 sure. two nil up. I, I luckily I had tickets for that game. And um, my son had to play uh, football uh, and various other things. So I gave it the tickets to one of his friends. Uh, the first game that boy ever went to see at Stamford Bridge. Oh, good lord. <laughs> oh. Right, I think we've... Mark, Mark, Mark is back. Mark, we're on to... Um we're on to Bradford now. Mark's are you there? I know. I can't. It's unbelievable. This, considering I work in the web business, you'd think I'd be able to get a better web connection. But... <laughs> one of those things. I thought one Darth of those Vader things. had walked into the room then for a second. It was... <laughs> I think. I think what it is, Mark, is that uh, given your comments about your uh, about Liverpool people and tax and so on and so forth. <laughs> They're probably they're probably just repatching your circuit down there in GCHQ <laughs> to, to start monitoring your activities a little bit closer. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, look, I better get in quick before um, yeah. the connection goes down again. Yeah. Bradford, yeah, it's actually a- um, made me think of that old Bee Gees song. Uh, what's the one? How deep is your squad? <laughs> I thought you were going to say tragedy then, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> many, many things that would have let. Yeah, I, I, I personally think it, it illustrates. Yes, it, it should have been. It should have been strong enough to beat um, to beat Bradford City, but alas, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I when, th- when you look at our squad, Czech and Courtois, I could sort of say well, that's okay. Cahill, mm-hmm. even though he's a bit iffy at the moment, and Zuma, that's okay. Dave and Luis. That's okay, but any other swaps, I start to get a little bit worried. Even though um, Remy had a good weekend, you know, if he was our long-term striker for the rest of the season, I wouldn't feel 
overly comfortable. So there's only three players, I think, are swappable, uh, and particularly up front. So when you start sticking in Salah et al., um, play two centre-forwards, Drogba and Remy. So not only have we changed the personnel, we've changed the system from nice interplay to suddenly going with two strikers. Mm. And, and Drogba's given licence to shoot from the halfway line. I think the whole game is heading for disaster. Mm. Having said well, that, um, the, the weekend before we go to Paris, we now... Um, the, well, the Wednesday before that is home to Everton. Mm. There we go. We've got then, we've off, got, we? then we've got a weekend off. So... On that Saturday, actually, we may all be very, very grateful that we got beaten by Bradford and we can all get prepared for PSG. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I listened to it on the, the first half on the radio. Um, and, you know, the, the way they were talking, it was all after 2-0. It was Chelsea were in control. Yes, they'd been one or two decent chances for Bradford, but there was no real suggestion that much was going to happen. And then Stead got the goal. Which, was a, which we have to say, it should have been closed down, but it was a decent yeah. goal. Yeah. But it was a bit against what was turning into the run of play. Mm. Um, so I, I, I do understand what people are saying about the squad, but it has to be more attitude than, than ability to allow you know Bradford back. Because I, I'm not denigrating Bradford. Obviously, they they... they it's a Parkinson team. He's a good manager. They play football. He's overturned mm. big clubs before. It wasn't all huff and puff and kicking them up in the air. It was, no, you know, as, I, as I understand. But, it, you know, how do you concede four goals to a League Two team when you're 2-0 up? It can only be a sort of a lack of, I don't know. Well, I mean, I didn't Mikel, that, Mikel went off before? Well, this, still, this is Was the it point. 2-1 when Mikel went off? It was 2-1 when Mikel went off and we, we conceded three times after. And they were all goals that, you know, it was, you know, not being picked up on the edge of the box. Now, as much as he is, he is denigrated by a section of our fan base, you know, I thought it spoke volumes. I, you know, I think had, had he been there, I'm not sure we would have, um, we would have been in quite that sort of mess. Because people were saying, why didn't he bring on Ake, who was essentially a... a the coming man, if if we're ever going to use youth, um, has already done some minutes in, in the first team, that he was the sort of natural player to bring on to do the job mm. that Kel was doing, instead of bringing on Fabregas and, and perhaps having too many attacking players in a, in a game where we were starting to feel the pressure. I do don't know. I didn't see it. I'm just... Do we think Do we think we, we could we could coin the phrase an over-preponderance of creative Herberts? Uh, I, I leave that entirely up to you. Yeah. I, I think we should. We, we, we could maybe can I, can I, I just, in the future suggest that. My, my only comment on it, I mean, other than the fact that, you know, I didn't... It was shite. Well, it, it went from beyond the wet bedwet into the nappy shitting brigade, didn't it? I mean, it really was unbelievable. <laughs> some of the people out after the game, I mean, you know, get off your PlayStations and go and watch some real football stuff. Shit happens from time to time. And, as you know, there was a time when this used to happen quite regularly to us. And I know there's a massive gulf between the teams, etc. But, you know, the, the, when, people talk, when people talk about the magic of the cut, that's what, it's 11 versus 11. Sometimes things go horribly wrong. But I do uh, want to say, uh, did anyone else get the impression impression that therefore the bench that we put out at City was a bit of a message to those fringe players because that yes. had a few eyebrows going um, skywards when we saw it in the club room because I, I always get the, the team news through Twitter and also get a text right and, and often I think it's yeah. Ian Abrams um, uh, the, the talk sport guy often takes a photograph of the team sheets and stuff so she's you know puts it out before it's officially announced and I, I read the bench out and people were sitting again 
They have what? what? And I said, well, yeah, seriously, it, you know, it was, I think it was in it, it was Cahill, Court, uh, Cahill, Czech and um, Drogba were the only, what you would call established mm. players. It was Christensen, someone called Lucy Brown, who I've never heard of. Uh, yeah, so he's, he looks for all good youth players. Yeah, yeah, they're all good youth players, but you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't follow the youth particularly much. I've obviously have heard of um, Ruben. I mean, Christensen did quite yeah. well against Bradford, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he was he was left exposed a bit, but yeah, he did. yeah. Mourinho actually singled him out for praise and said, you know, it's not the not the boy's fault. I mean, to be honest, Tony, the, the bench on Saturday, I, I do take your point, but if you take it that Mikel was injured, I, I don't think he's been back since the whack on the head against Bradford. Because um, he wasn't on the bench for Liverpool either, um, you had uh, Schurler going out the door, Salah possibly going out the door. Fabregas was injured. Um, they were starting to run out of, you know, Ramirez was on the pitch. Mm. Um, you're starting the fringe players. You're starting to get down to some of these younger guys, which I think is a good thing. I, I, I'd like to see. They have now got a youth setup, which I mean, they handed out an eight-three spanking to Villa on Saturday and Villa are the team who are just below them in the under 21 South league or whatever they play in. Mm. They whacked them eight, three, they beat Swansea five nil, you know, in the under 18s a few nights before they were whacking someone else tonight, the under 21s four or five nil, you know, they, they are starting to be one of the elite academies in Europe in terms of playing staff. Now, if some of these can't be brought through, there's a, a serious disconnect, you know, in the mm. next few years. I mean, you could always, I mean, I looked tonight, I see Lenny Pidgeley, formerly of Chelsea, now at Newport County, has gone on loan to Mansfield Town. There was an argument that some of these players were never going to be quite good enough. But um, that's well, I think, to thin out when you see what they're doing now at uh, yeah, 20 I mean, and 21. It's, it's, still a, it's, it's still a big step. And, you know, I've always said if we get two or three out of the current crop that become first team regulars would have done very well um, in fact probably exceptionally well because yeah, but they're, they're handing they're handing guys their asses who are going to be playing for Benfica and Barcelona and, and Juventus and, and people like this they're you know they are knocking lumps out of these people on a fairly regular basis each season now so mm. it's it's not it is a big step up I'm not disputing that but they are showing the ability a good number of them to make that step up, surely, or to be given the chance. Oh, it's to, to to at least yeah have some some form of chance. Yeah, definitely. Um, we should uh, we should start um, we should start winding down because we're, um, we're we're we've had a good ramble tonight. And I think it's I think it's been good for us all. Um, it is obviously transfer deadline day. Um, Andre Schurler has completed his move to Wolfsburg, where uh, one Kevin De Bruyne is currently flourishing as well, which should be noted um, for twenty three and something or other million pounds. Um, oh, I'm a bit sad. To see him go actually. I, I am. Was, yeah. um, not maybe not the greatest, but um, a, a decent. So something's gone wrong who, with his yeah, form, hasn't it? It's, know, I, I think. I, I think the lack of a pre-season and you know after a long season, you know, a World Cup and and this this mystery virus, which you know has much has been said of it, and no one really knows what it was. Um, yeah, something has obviously not gone right there. Um, and in in the year of financial fair play. If you can get a decent price for him, off he goes. Um, and uh, Juan Cuadrado has um, completed his move from Fiorentina to SW6, making him the first Colombian since Adrian Mutu uh, rolled up a £50 note at the Boggs a couple of years ago. Um, 
<laughs> so we welcomed him and um, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, supposed. no, 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 there's no allegedly about it. No, <laughs> no he did. Yeah, so we, we need to issue no disclaimers there. There are the more aged amongst us who shudder slightly at his arrival when one thinks about what happened to the famous Kevin Keegan's Newcastle team oh. when they bought a Colombian in Faustino while they were top yeah, let's not go. Let's not go there. Well, it's, I, uh, can I just sorry, say that I'm, I'm Keegan as well? So you know, let's uh, let's caveat that. I'm, I'm starting to believe that that we should ha- we should be pushing now to play in a European league because we're having immense difficulty with teams that play in stripes north of the wash, and I think we should start refusing to go <laughs> anywhere so past Humberside. Kevin Keegan was watching the uh, Man City Chelsea game from the, um, the the Sky Studio behind you, Johnny. Uh, was on, that was he was there. Yes, um, we we spotted oh, okay. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was very visible at the window. Um, uh, I am also sorry to see um, Andre Schurrle go. Um, I, I liked him. I thought he was um, uh, an, another Salomon Kalou, but with some with some ability, basically. Um, and I don't think we've got enough Germans in the team. I think, you know... <laughs> always I, 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 I always think Germans are good to have in a football team. I really mm. do. So, yes. Although we've got a couple of Balkan players and you can always cover a lot of problems <laughs> over with a couple of mad Balkans. <laughs> with a, with a mad Balkan. yeah. or, or two. Um, can Doc, I just ask? Um, Doc, sorry, just uh, it's it's obviously it's Doctor Doctor Bayou's patented mad Balkan theory. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I uh, I just wonder the Jamie Redknapp because I don't I only have poor people's television uh, the Jamie Redknapp thing am I right in thinking that the worm has turned since his close relative left the club because he, he I had the impression he was fairly positive about us in days gone by yeah I don't know it's I I, I personally didn't see the, the comments he made but he he was definitely banging on about it the way the way people reacted I, I think it. It all do, you think, do you think the Frank turning up at the bridge tension was starting to get to him a bit early and he sort of... I suspect the the, the song, Frankie Lampard, Your Cousin is a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. say, may, have, uh, may have had uh, some um, bearing upon his attitude to the it. Moment of, <laughs> that was a magical moment. It was one of the best oh. I've ever... I've, I joined in raucously with that one. Um, I did, uh, I did worried, worried. I, I was actually say. worried about three... There was about two or three young kids behind me um, with some... Uh, some adults, because I, I normally would re- refrain from using the C word in any way, uh, you know, if there were kids around. Um, however, luckily, oh, I, I, I had discovered <laughs> that beforehand that none of them spoke English. They were all from East Europe or something, and, they, and therefore I was free to do it. Um, but mm. I, I think uh, on the Jamie Redknapp front, I think it's more to do with pressure on him by the virtue of the fact that, you know, they are, they've got a stellar lineup of some footballers there um, who've genuinely won loads of trophies. And, Thierry and Henry. And, and, and in there is Jamie Redknapp, who's desperately trying to struggle, you know, to, to make his mark and, and, and be a, a pundit of some seriousness. And he basically just went too far. And, and everyone, it, 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 he, he was pretty virulently anti um, you know Costa I, I, th- I got the impression from somebody else who told I, me that after, th- after the City game he was all right you know oh, Chelsea did a good job and you know look at Hazard's goal and all this I think it's too little too late and, and, and Andy Townsend's crown has now slipped and fallen perched, perched beautifully on top of Jamie Redknapp's quaffered head right <laughs> excellent um, Mark do, do you have anything to, um, to add on the um Anything on the business on the, on the business of Jamie Redknapp and um, how how he is viewed by Chelsea fans. 
Not very well, I don't think. No, I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think we've probably covered this quite well, actually. Um, uh, hmm. Coming up, we are away to Aston Villa this weekend, for which, for which doom has been uh, prophesied, um, followed by a visit to uh, Stamford Bridge by uh, Everton, um, and a, a trip to Gay Perry off to see PSG again in the Champions League, um, followed by the return fixture of the opening game of the season when Burnley arrive at Stamford Bridge. Um, we will aim, aim to be back in a fortnight, work commitments pending. Um, you can, of course, browse our extensive back catalogue at www.poddingshed.com. Um, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about or tell us how wonderful we are or how shite we are indeed, um, do let us know via that website or get in touch via at Chelsea Blog or at The Podding Shed on Twitter. Um, if... Sorry, hold on a sec. I've, not, I've got to finish the public service okay. message. It keeps, keeps Nick happy. Um, if you download this podcast via iTunes, we could, we'd be very delighted if you gave us a good rating because this apparently helps us in many, many mysterious ways. Um, it will also give your increased confidence to ask your boss for a pay rise after you listen to it as well. Um, so it's worth doing. Um, any other business, gentlemen? Uh, yes, uh, Mohamed Salah has been officially loaned to Fiorentina. Oh, it's, it's official. I was, yes, I was yes. just about to raise the question as to whether it all actually happened or not. The, um, the only other thing, which is the two sort of vaguely Chelsea-related in the, in, the, in the dim and slightly distant past, um, Robert Huth has got on loan to Leicester for a season from Stoke. Um, and yes, indeed. Ryan Bertrand, I, I keep seeing mutterings on Twitter that his, um, his move to Southampton will become permanent. Um, Got sent off yesterday, I believe. He did, he did yes. Yeah. I, slightly, I slightly harshly so, I thought, I'd, having um, seen the... Um, I was cleaning out the hamster at the time, so I, I've, not, I've not actually... <laughs> Is that the one that's been powering Mark's broadband this evening? <laughs> uh, possibly, because he's, uh, he's, he lives there on his own. I, I was going to sort of... Uh, he's inspired a, a, the thoughts of me writing a novel called The, the Heart is a Lonely Hamster. <laughs> but um, I might... Uh, yes, anyway... Yes, the famous yes hit, owner of a lonely hamster. <laughs> um, it's, it's, really, it's gone downhill quite dramatically. Um, on that note, um, Mark, sorry we, we kept losing you. We will, uh, I, I will endeavour to give you a, a more starring role next time. Um, yes, we, we, missed, we missed his culinary uh, corner, didn't we? He, Mark's culinary a, corner. Mark's culinary corner. We usually get some form but of... We've frankly not touched upon railways for a very long time. There, was, there, needs, there needs to be a railway anecdote. I think Mark's just gone again. He has. <laughs> I've just seen him. He just, he just, <laughs> just disappeared. Almost, literally fell away from my screen, he did. Uh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, well, never mind, Dave. I think on that note, we will, uh, we'll wrap it up. Gents, uh, thanks. Uh, Mark, uh, if you do, Dave, listen back to this nonsense. Um, thank you ever so much for joining us um, when, when you've been able to. Um, we will catch up with you all again in a fortnight. Um, in the meantime, good night. Good night. Uh, yes. Good night, and I apologise again to the uh, estate of Carson the Colours for nicking her title. Good night. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Good night.